0: Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's get to the match. Broncos v Storm Suncorp Stadium. We've already gone through all the players <laughs> missing. The Broncos playing for a minor premiership. The Storm playing for one of the best records ever at a stadium, really. Especially, you know, at the Broncos Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Smithy, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Mate? What Well, Camby, what is the actual record? I've seen... Did I, I don't know if I misread this or I may have just made this up. I don't know. I might be just getting a little bit too old. But have the Storm not lost to the Broncos at Suncorp for 14 years? Is that right?
0: Mate, it's something crazy. It's Is it? Yeah. Am I, am I accurate in saying that? And I think there's even there's even a stat where they actually haven't even beaten, the Broncos haven't beaten the Storm in like a few years. That's crazy. So with that in mind,
1: um, Kevy will have these young boys fired up. Okay, they'll have him fired up, and they—he's got a couple, um, making their debut. Josh Rogers and Blake Moser. Blake Moser, of course, he's a he's a dummy half who has got a lot of raps on him up here in in Queensland. He's only nineteen, I think. So
0: captain Queensland under nineteens.
1: Yeah, a lot of raps on um, Blake Moser. So it'd be interesting to see how he goes. It's I, I think it's it's yeah it's it's a nice week for him to make his debut. You know, he's not taking on a full strength Melbourne Storm. It's going to be a little bit. Bit of an easier transition into first grade, but he's still playing against some quality players. Like let's let's not cross our words here, but um, going to be great to see him make his debut. There's going to be a big crowd there. Yeah, um, you know, let's say forty. It's going to be close to forty thousand. So this is a big occasion for these young guys. Um, storm as well. You know, we mentioned off the top they they're resting a lot of players. A couple of uh, debutants for the storm as well. Longo and I'll be I'll, I'll let you. Talk about Sewer and, you know, what you've seen from him, particularly in the early parts of the year and those those preseason games.
0: Oh, mate, he is exciting as anything. He's not not big, as in, you know, for a rugby league player. Mm. I think he'd probably be maybe similar-ish to Ryan Pappenhausen with a little bit more muscle mass, maybe. Yep. But his footwork is seriously explosive. Like, we're talking rts kind of explosive that's how yeah. good his footwork is now he's not as big as rts which was also unique about rts was the fact that he was you know 94 95 kilos moving like an 80 kilo back yeah but so yeah he is super exciting uh one to watch and i think um he wasn't in the top 30 initially this year and he got moved into it i think uh mm-hmm. and also i think he was brought up in uh, Victoria, if I recall yes. correctly. Yep. So he's actually a homegrown um, young player Correct. coming through, so which mm. is really, really interesting to see and almost unique. I know there's been other players, but you're genuinely seeing a player that has been f- essentially fully moulded by Craig Bellamy and the system that Craig Bellamy has created with obviously the mm. people around him. Really, really exciting yeah. player to watch. And I would be shocked if he doesn't have the crowd on their feet at some point in the game.
1: Yeah, so he played. I believe he played fullback uh, for the Storm in their trial match against the Warriors. I think at Geelong early in the year. So, and he was like, he's a really classy touches, um, really classy touches and, and he got into some open space at times. And as Kempy said, like he is, he is like lightning um, when you get him into some space, um, particularly around you know sort of like those bigger forwards when he gets gets in there and takes some runs through the middle. So, with that in mind, like maybe. Maybe Craig Bellamy's thinking Pappenhausen won't play eighty. Um, he might just might just he'll start him. Might ask him to play out sixty and then bring Sura onto the field. Um, but you know either way, like he might play out play out the eighty and and Sewell comes on and plays maybe just a, a roll through the middle. Like he's big enough to do that. Um, and also another player on to boo as well for the Storm Jack Howarth. This guy's been on um, the the sort of the, the books. With Melbourne Storm since he was about fourteen or fifteen, I believe Kempi. Yeah, wow. So he he has been highly regarded by the people in the Melbourne Storm for a long period of time, you know, from a very early age. Um, and as you mentioned you know, a little bit earlier in the show, he he just signed a um, an extension. It was like a five year contract that he signed. Mm. So they've obviously got big wraps on this young man. He's only twenty, I think he turns twenty one this year, um, and they've they've intentionally held him back, I suppose, because I guess if you've got that bigger wraps on you and you yet to play first grade there's a reason why you haven't so they've held him back a little bit and they've seen this as a perfect opportunity he's a centre back rower um, so you know he's he looks fantastic he, he's been playing some some consistently good footy in uh in the Queensland Cup now for a little bit so yeah keen to see those two players come out look my thinking on this is that I think the Storm just might struggle a little bit without their key position players like Grant, Munster, Hughes. Mm. I know they've got an experienced guy in in at the, the back now, um, but he's only what 20 minutes back into first grade, mm. so he's still going to be a little bit rusty. Um, and they're taking a fair bit of their you know their starting forward pack out too with you know Kamika Meath not playing, Nelson Asafa Solomona is not playing. I just think that you know coming up against Brisbane, very confident, playing at home, it just might be a bit tough of ask for these young guys to to beat the Broncos.
0: Yeah, and I think some might say, well, you know, look at the Broncos—they're missing their spine. I would say that the Storm are really, really heavily reliant on mm. those four players. Not to say the Broncos aren't, but Broncos do have a tendency to just go a power game and just straight up the middle. And sometimes that's a little bit easier to, I guess, replicate when you don't have your key players in. On top of that, they've still got guys like Flegler playing, Palacios still playing.
1: You know, yeah, it's a high-quality forward,
0: Corey Jensen. So these guys have been playing some really, really good footy. Uh, just with the Broncos' young guns, um, you know, you spoke about it. But keep your eye on Blake Moser. He's a he's a very crafty number nine, huge reps. He led the uh, Queensland under-19s. Now, he's not... Um, He's not in the Harry Grant mould. He's not really mm. that kind of hooker or the Damien Cook. And yet he's not even really in the Apicorosau either. He's kind of somewhere in between, to be honest. You know, I've only seen a bit of him, but similar-ish to the way, obviously, Smithy played. Now, you know, still a very long way to go, but that <laughs> style of, of player. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see because Billy Walters has been outstanding this year. but Very good. you know, Moser has been – he's the heir apparent, really. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Blake Mozar coming into next year because Walters has been so good. Um, but it's a really exciting game. I, I agree with you. I think when you look at the rosters, I think the Broncos should on paper get the job done. But we're talking about a Bellamy coach side that just somehow, some way knows how to yep. beat the Brizzy Broncos.
1: What Campy, what what's what's the Broncos what are your thoughts on the three number nine? So Tyson Smooth is named to start. Mm-hmm. Then you got Blake Moser on the bench with Corey Pakes as well. So one of those guys, they'll, they'll play a different position,
0: surely. I think you'll see Corey Pakes come on and play like a lock, I reckon, Okay. through the yeah, middle. Okay. Yeah. Um, because at the moment, we've got Palacier at lock, and he is – I'm pretty sure it's Palacier at lock. He's yep. a big, big boy, and I don't see him playing uh, 80 minutes. Yes. Whereas Corey Pakes is super explosive, good ball player. Uh, and for Gold Coast Titan fans that are listening, watch – Palacia, because he's been signed by you guys for next That's year, right. and he is a fantastic player, like a really, really good player. Um, another guy to watch. He's already been playing some footy, but Brendan Piacora, outstanding player. But uh, let's get to the next game. Let's get to yep. the next game. We have the Seagulls v. the Tigers. How do you see it playing out?
1: Well, the Seagulls, they're you know, they're, they're going to try and make a little run on the end of their season. And I'll tell you what, all off the back of their skipper, DCE. How good's he playing? Oh,
0: my God. Seriously. How
1: good is he playing? And don't want to be controversial here, but seriously, if you're picking a kangaroo side right now, I reckon he could easily be the number seven.
0: Well, I mean, I'd go as far to say as if you're picking the best seven this year, it's between him and SJ probably with Cleary just a bit behind because he missed so much footy.
1: Yeah, through injury. That's right. And then DC was a part of a winning state of origin side as well. He Mm. led them beautifully. You know, both through his – it wasn't just his football – um, and his output on the field, but the way – like his leadership that he showed. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting to see what's going to happen at the end of the year. But we'll get back to this game. I think um, – yeah, I think Manly. I think Manly. I've, I've seen some really good positive – you know, some positive signs from the Tigers over the last three weeks, last four weeks maybe. They've had some narrow – in the games that they've lost, they've been – you know, narrow losses. They've been there right at the end. But I think uh, – yeah, I think Eagles, mate. I think Seagull's too good. Led, led by DCE. He's just crafty. He's too smart for him at the moment. And, yeah, he's just picking teams apart. So I think he'll that'll continue and Seagull's to get the victory.
0: Yeah, Seagull's are such a, I guess, enigma of a side. It's almost as soon as you let the shackles off, they put on top eight performances. Yeah. You know, when they get in games that they f- face the top tier sides, it's not just like they lose by what you would expect them to lose because, you know, they're uh, you know just a bit below. They, they just seem mm. to go away with what makes them so good. Mm. Um, but on the weekend, you could have swore you were watching a top six side that was about to play finals footy. I know the Bulldogs haven't been going great, but, you know, the, the last few weeks, even against the, um, the Penrith Panthers, when Manly season is essentially over, like they could have won and then won the rest of their games and things had to go their way, but it was essentially over. They put yeah. on one of their better performances. So they're really a – it must be it must be a mixture of exciting as a Manly fan, but also like, oh, I just wish we could find a way to get this together in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, I, I think as if I was a Manly fan, that's the way I'd look at it. I, I look at it that way, you know, from a from a, a spectator point of view, a person watching football, if they get a win on this weekend, they're going to miss the finals by two wins, you know. And some of the losses that they suffered um, – you know, throughout this year, you're sort of thinking, well, they were games that they could have won. Mm. They were games that they could have won. You know, like some of the the teams that they played against, um, you know, they went down to the Gold Coast Titans um, earlier in the season. um, Draw with the Knights. With the Knights. And, you know, you just think, well, you know, and I know they had a bit going on, you know, some players out, Tommy Turbo in and out of the footy side with injury and all that sort of stuff and – but you know, like I just you just think, well, you know, if they had their time again, well, everyone would love their time again when they're not yeah. playing finals. But I mean, if you think back and just if if they just placed a bit more importance on on those on those games
0: mm.
1: earlier in the year, not thinking, well, you know, we've still got you know twelve rounds, ten rounds to go, like we'll we'll get a, we'll peg a few victories there. Nah, it goes back to our conversation that we've had you know many times this year about banking wins early, Kempe. Mm. Yeah. How important they are, yep. and not trying to claw your way back at the end of the season, which you know they've done quite well um, of late. But you know, I think um, you know they've they've just left left some of their their better footy way too late.
0: Now our Sen League same game multi for this match: Tolu Kola two or more tries, Brad Parker anytime try scorer, Manly thirteen plus. It equals 23.75. After the break, we continue our round 27 preview. Welcome back to the captain's run. And Now let's get into the absolutely mammoth clash. Isn't it funny how the world just seems to put rugby league in the right spot at the right time? Who would have thought round one that the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, two premiership threats, would be playing mm. each other for a spot in the eight come round 27? Oh, incredible. Amazing. Incredible
1: and like thinking about the game last year now was it was it a finals game where they got seven in the bin or was that just one of the was that the regular season game
0: um one of them
1: one of them it was at the end of the season anyways yeah. a very similar situation to this um and there's a bit happening with both footy sides so Latrell of course not not there Blake Taff will be playing in the number 1 jersey which you know he has done through the most part of this year with you know Latrell being out for a lot of the matches with that calf issue. Um, Tedesco's is back, which is great for the Roosters, given Joey Manu, he's under a lot of doubt. Even though he has been named Kempy, he's been named to play in the centres um, to take his spot. So that'll be interesting to see right. what happens there. Um, and, of course, Jared out for a long period of time. He won't be back until, like, round five or something next year. So um, big news for both footy clubs. I just – I feel as though oh, – <laughs> If the injury hadn't occurred to Joey and Jared didn't have his little episode and he now and is now suspended, I would have tipped the roosters. Yeah I, I just think, I think they're playing the football that we all expected them to play at the very beginning of the year. Mm. Like they're defending strongly, they've got some resilience, you know they're, they're, they're playing physic like physical footy which they have played in, in, in parts of this season, but they're consistently doing it well now. But their attack, their attack, mate, like it's, they finally found some sort of, you know, continuity with their, with their attack and they all, they all seem to be on the same page and they know which direction they're heading with their football. And, mm. um, you know, they're going after the games. Like, whereas for the most part of the year, like I've been at some of their games live and they just, they look, they they looked through that period lost. Mm. They actually yeah. didn't know what was happening. Yeah, uh, but now they, they seem to you know have them have themselves you know back on track, which is great. But in saying that, I think with a couple of these changes, particularly if Joseph Manu is out, oh, I think the Rabbitohs, off the back of the last fortnight and what's going on and plenty of talk about them, I think they'll be, I think they'll be up for this one.
0: Yeah, the the Hargreaves out is a big out. Look, I'm actually still going to tip the Roosters. Oh uh, yeah, yeah because. I just feel with the Rabbitohs that they've had every reason to turn up aggressive, angry, yeah. and put an 80 minutes performance on. And mm-hmm. they just haven't managed to. And the way I see this game going, Rabbitohs come out firing for the first yep. half or 20 to half. Mm-hmm. Then they get into the grind of things and they fall back into maybe their habits that they've kind of picked up over the last 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Roosters, I feel that, okay, Joey's a massive out, Hargreaves is a massive out, but... They, just have, they seem to have settled into a style of play at the very least. I don't think they're playing as good as they should be playing, but I do think that they're playing definitely their best footy of the year, but also playing to a specific style at the very least. Mm. Um, and just quickly, uh, for Broncos fans, watch Fletcher Baker. He is signed with the Brisbane Broncos next year. Also, for Storm fans, uh, Jack Howorth, he plays, in my opinion, very similar to Angus Crichton, so another player to, to watch. Um, but, yeah, with the Rabbitohs, I just... For every week, essentially, I've gone, this is the week. Everything's going on and there's all this pressure. They're going to come out and absolutely kill it. But I just don't know whether they'll be able to click into gear for 80 minutes just like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I just think that I'd like to think over the last fortnight, right, so they had the buy, and then I'd like to think that they have just gone away and worked Majority of their time they've spent at training, they've worked on their defense. Mm. Mm. That's what, for, for mine, like their their ball handling and their completion rates have been pretty ordinary by their own standard over the last, you know, six or eight weeks. But it's their defense for mine. Mm. That's that's where they need to improve. Yeah. Like they've been conceding way too many points, a lot of tries that, you know, usually you don't see scored against the Rabbitohs. And, you know, for the quality footy size, when they're defending well, they're playing well. Yeah. Their attack follows suit. Mm. It's just it's just what happens in our game is that when you're on defensively that means like you've got to be switched on. Your mind's got to be in the game, you're you're aware of all the things happening around you, you're switched on. That then flows onto your attack. Mm. And that, and that's when guys like, you know, Cody Walker and Damian Cook, you know, those key position players um Locklin Elias, they're all playing well mm. and they got high involvement. So I'd like to think over the last couple of weeks where they've had this opportunity to have a bit of a rest and get some, you know, a fair few reps in reps in a training, they need to have their defense on. Mm. If if they're on defensively, like and you'll see it pretty early in yeah. the piece, I, I think they win it.
0: I tell you what, if they can't get up for this game, it's oh. very, very alarming. Very alarming. So hopefully we see yeah. an absolute epic clash. Now let's get to the Dolphins v the Warriors. Uh, Dolphins. Jesse Bromwich returns from injury. Jared Wallace moves to the bench. Five starters have been rested from the Warriors, uh, while Luke Metcalf hamstring, he's done. Uh, Tohu Harris, mm. he's back. He uh, may not even be back for week one of the finals, but yeah. still pending. Tamayde Martin starts at 5'8", with Ronald Volkman starts at halfback. Uh, Tuipiki at fullback, Ed Cossey on the wing.
1: Yeah, love Tuipiki. Um, Tain Tuipiki, I've seen him for the first time playing against the Titans when he, I think he was activated as 18th man, and... He was very exciting. So I am can't wait to watch him play at fullback again. Um, another team that's rested a few, as we said, five starters being rested. And I think the Dolphins are going into this one favourites, Kempy. Yeah, wow. Maybe because of, you know, no Sean Johnson there, um, Klukstad not being there, Warriors travelling, got a couple of youngins in this footy side. But I'll tell you what, they just – they haven't been great, the Dolphins, the mm. last couple of weeks as, as – much as I, I don't want to say that and talk about it, because we've been big fans of the Dolphins throughout this entire year, they just haven't been great, mate. And mm. they were they were sort of dusted up a little bit last week. They had a couple of glimpses of some some good things. Um, Jermaine Ozarko, like oh, he's
0: mate.
1: he is um, he's flying on that right wing at the moment. Like he 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 has the possibility, Kempe, of finishing the year with the most tries and the most points scored. Unbelievable! In, in the same year, it's, which was we spoke about this last week. That the the last person to do so. You know who the last person was
0: that achieved that? Mal Meninga. Correct. Sorry, I I heard that stat before. Sorry, Smithy. I should have let you had did, that. I, did I should, you
1: hear that? Where did you hear the stat on Wild um, world of sports? World of sports coverage. It was it was us talking about it. Last it
0: there you go. It was Smithy. It was Smithy. <laughs> Apologies, mate. Apologies, mate. Um, but but mate, like that's incredible, <laughs> eh? Oh, bloody it's oath it is. for, for uh, Jermaine Sako, And uh, look, we're talking about Mal Meninga, one of the greatest outside backs of all time. You're talking mm. about Jermaine Sako, who was struggling to get a club last year. Yeah. He couldn't get a start at the Titans. Couldn't get a start at the Broncos. Yep. And I'd argue, and initially, you know, it was brought up on my podcast early this year, uh, early this week, is he the Dallium winger of the year? And I was like, he's definitely up there in the conversation. I thought about it more. Yeah. He yep. is the Dallium winger of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mate. Huge po- probability, yeah. huge probability, and on top of that, he um, he has now scored the most points for a player playing in a in a first season franchise. That's and he a, went past went past Joel Kane um, with the West Tigers in two thousand.
0: The sugar cane, hey? yes, yeah, mate, that is going to rob him of some banter at a pub <laughs> for the rest of his life. He's been hanging he's on now a, gone, mate. That's twenty years of banter that's just gone. <laughs>
1: I can't it, hang your hat on that anymore, yeah, Joe. No,
0: Sorry, sugar. You're done there, mate. No more, you know, order me a beer. <laughs> I actually got the most points for a debutant in a, in a debutant <laughs> season for a club. Um, mate, I actually still think the Warriors get the job done. Yeah, what do you same. reckon? Okay. Yeah, I'm Warriors, mate. I'm Warriors. All right. After the break, we'll continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Panthers v. Cowboys, BlueBet Stadium. Edwards, Taruva, Kenny Sorensen all return while Jack Hogger replaces Jerome Luai. Isaac Tongo is named in the reserves and could play his first game since round 20. Cowboys, no changes to the 17 that beat the Dolphins last week. Jeremiah Nanai is out with a shoulder injury. Smithy, what do you reckon, mate?
1: Oh, I bet the Cowboys. I bet the Cowboys were there sweating on this team list to be announced, eh? Oh, they mate. all come out yesterday, what, about lunchtime, 1 o'clock, they were thinking, please, <laughs> rest them. Ivan, take them all out, please. Please, surely. Oh, mate. But No. No, pretty much full strength um, for the Penrith Panthers, and you can understand after they they would have been very disappointed um, with their performance against Parramatta. Now I know Parramatta played well, and they they played a a, a brand of footy, Kempi against Penrith where they just they they went after them defensively, so they were physical, but with the football, they actually they took a game plan into that match that that required a, a little bit of risk. Mm. All right, they didn't try to just you know tire Penrith out or you know out out arm wrestle them or what outlast them in in any type of way. Like they tried some offloads, um, they tried some you know shifting of the football in consecutive tackles and, and moved their defensive line around. And they, as I said, they had a little bit of risk. And the one difference for Parramatta last week was everything that they tried, it stuck. Mm. So their passes stuck, they had great handling, they had some great movement, as I said, and everyone was playing their role beautifully in those set pieces that they had, which you know converted to points. So that's what you have to do against Penrith because mm. they're so well-drilled defensively and they've got a great system that looks after everyone if they play their role. It's really hard to find a, a weak link in their line. Um, so... Looking at the the comments from Nathan Cleary after that game last week, they just he just said, "I, I can't remember us playing so poorly." Yeah, wow. So th- there's no surprise as to why Ivan's going. No, no one's resting. I don't think any of those players would have wanted to rest, to be honest.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I think I think they would have thought, "No, nah, we, like we, we need to get back on track here and, and play well." So this is going to be a cracking game. Uh, Cowboys, they're coming into it with you know some pretty good performances under their belt. Um, last week, very good. They look, they look good, but you know, playing against a side that, you know, their, their season was over. Then they weren't anywhere near playing finals football. So, you know, that they should have won that one. Um, and it all comes down to, I, I reckon, I know, you know, you don't sort of like putting results on, on the shoulders of one player, but you know, Scott Drinkwater, I think a lot sort of will be determined by the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of room that he's given by the Penrith footy side. Mm. I, I think they'll be back to their their very best defensively, Penrith. Mm. Um, but if if Scott Drinkable Water can pull out one of his best performances of his career, they're a chance.
0: Yeah. they Actually, I know, I think the Panthers had some players out, but they did beat them mid-year, I'm pretty sure. It actually kicked off their run that the Cowboys had. Mm. Um, during Origin, it was. So now, obviously, it's not the full-strength Panthers side, but... You know, we spoke about playing unorthodox is the way you can sometimes beat Penrith. I mean, it's still super, super tough. And if there's one guy that is unorthodox and can kind of... I guess it's hard to do tape on him because he's just so creative with the ball. It is a guy like Scotty Drinkwater. Um, So I I agree, mate. I think Scotty Drinkwater is a key player. I also do think, though, I think some of the wide-running forwards for, for the Cowboys can cause them a lot of trouble. I think that's you know, when... Teams spread it and hit their three-ins a lot and work them over. There has been a tendency for Penrith to struggle a little bit because they rely so heavily on being directed, obviously, by Cleary. And so I wonder whether they try to get guys like Helam, Lukey, uh, Mm. Leilua just at Cleary all night long, especially with Cogger not being a, a typical six. He's more of a seven. So he's not going to probably be the guy that's going to be able to step up if Cleary is making thirty to forty tackles in the game. I wonder yeah. if that's a tactic from the Cowboys because their back, back rows are like some of the best in the comp.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why that's not a a tactic or in the game plan for any footy side coming up against Penrith. Is like I, I'd be I'd be trying to get Cleary to make thirty tackles every week. Well, because, because he's so issues. good. Yeah, because he's so good. Like he's so good with the footy. He he understands their game plan. You know, like the back of his hand, um, and when he's not doing work, and when you don't fatigue him, he's you know he makes great decisions. Mm. He makes good decisions nine times out of ten. That's the like that's the style of player that he is. Mm. So you got to try and build a bit of fatigue into his game, make him make decisions when not just physically tired, but he's mentally tired from the amount of work that he has to do and repetitively, you know, get his body in front of the bigger players, take the impact. You know, get down on the ground, get off the ground, and, and it's going to take a little bit of work. Like they got to be patient and, and continually get at him because he's a, we all know he's he's ultra fit, he's a tough guy. Like he's not going to shirk, you know, the, the, the workload. Um, but at some stage, like pressure, it does some funny things to people, mm. even even the best players and the best teams.
0: And I think I think that some teams. Um, make the mistake of going, well, Clear is one of the best defensive sevens in the game. We won't run at him. But it's not actually about whether Cleary's a good or bad defender. It, he could be great all night long. It's about what you take away from him. And I was just going to say earlier, mate, he debuted against you. Guess how many tackles he made when he debuted against the Storm? Yeah, how many? 40. There you go. 40 tackles. <laughs> like, that's an yep. example of a game plan made specifically for a key player.
1: Yeah. Yep. And a bloke on debut as well, you know, yeah. so you always, it's just, it's the nature of our sport. Like you go after the guys that are making their debut and really test them out. Like, are they ready for it? Like mm. you, you want to see, like you want to ask plenty of questions. So now that he's been doing it for a long time, you, you, like your mindset shouldn't change. Yeah. Particularly when he is so key to their performances, mm. like a lot of it, a lot of it revolves around his, his involvement in his performance.
0: I'd be. Uh, I'm, I don't know if Le Lua or uh, Helam Luki will be in his side, but if Leilua is, I'd be hitting him. Honestly, yeah. if he didn't make thirty plus tackles, I'd be disappointed as a coach. That's how much I'd be going towards him. And Cleary is a great defender, but it's not about that. It's about how can we somehow fatigue this guy and get his mind off what he's so good at. Yeah, correct. Um, do you think
1: Do you think Isaac Tongo will get a game? I think he's so. Named, he's named in the extended bench at the moment, but.
0: Look, I think he will because you want to have at least one game under your belt before a finals match. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know He hasn't
1: played since, what, round 20, I think.
0: Yeah, round 20. And he's still – this is I think he's essentially – is it his second full year or his first full year? Mm. Um, maybe his second. But he's still a relative really rookie that, you know, he's not going to have that experience of, of 10 years under his belt where he can just cruise back into a finals match. So I think they will. Yeah. Um, we're going to do the next game, Dragons v Knights, uh, Nestrata Jubilee Stadium. Uh, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Um, I know I've got the newy Knights. Yep.
0: After speaking with Phoenix
1: earlier, oh, they they seem really, really happy. Unless mm. he's just an overly happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was happy to be on the show. It's and a talk captain's to run, us. mate. That's what it was. <laughs> um, and usually, mate, usually after. More times than not, after we have some guests on our show, like they they go on, their team goes on and has a win.
0: Yeah. Or they play well
1: individually. Phoenix is having a rest this week. But yeah, look, I think they continue winning. Yeah, I think they continue winning. Even though, you know, again, this is another side that's got a few rested, some of their key players, as well as uh, Kalen Ponga out. Big test for them. As I said at the start of the show, big test for them, you know, to go out and perform without him because he has been. So crucial to their their turnaround in form since you know, you know they they smashed the the doggies what eight eight weeks ago, mm. um, but you know Lockie Miller goes to fullback. He was the guy playing there at the start of the year and doing some wonderful things there. So you know he'll he'll relish the opportunity to be back playing with the number one on his back. I think they continue their mm. winning ways nine in a row, mate.
0: Yeah, wow. I think so too. Like I think they might struggle to score points because obviously KP's out. But yeah. their game's been built around a grindy defence kind of yes. ethos. So that can be replicated if it is throughout the whole squad that they've all agreed that these are the standard we standards we expect. So I think that it's going to be a low scoring game, but I do think the Knights just them. I do think the yeah. Knights just them.
1: Just just with the form that they take into this one. Mm. That's 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 what it's all about for me. Although if you look at the Dragons, mate, they've been they've been good. Mate, they've been brave. Yeah. They've been yep. brave. Like, the last fortnight, like, they, they, they had the storm down 14 points mm. um, in Wollongong. And then, yeah, they took it to the Warriors as well. They stood toe-to-toe with them. Um, so, you know, like if, if they pull one out of the hat, who knows? But, yeah, I think we're both tipping and
0: Now, after the break, we'll continue our round preview. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Time for the Titans versus Bulldogs Sunday, 2 p.m. SeaBus Super Stadium. Uh, just quietly, I love Cbus Super Stadium. Just quietly. Uh, anyway, mate. I think it's I think it's one of the what is it that you what is it that you love about it? Well it's just it's it's on the Gold Coast, it's usually beautiful weather, it's a fast track, it's it's a smaller stadium so that it looks, you know, more packed out than say the bigger one sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most underrated stadiums. Like if you had that same stadium in Sydney, it would be rated highly. But because it's in Gold Coast it anyway. Let's get to the game. Yeah. I'm with you though. Yeah. Every
1: game we play, they're like fast track, mate. It's like carpet. Yeah, it's it's a great stadium. Beautiful. Yeah. And like nice, spacious um like locker rooms and warm-up areas underneath yep. too. Yeah, absolutely. Really comfortable for like yeah, sports people, whatever. <laughs> and- I was gonna say athlete, but I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Never once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's the best. Okay, Moe Foda Waker replaces <laughs> the injured Isaac Liu. And the only change, Bulldogs. Pangai Jr., Harrison Edwards, both out, replaced by Sam Hughes and Curtis Morin. How do you see this one playing out, Smithy?
1: Um, I think Titans. Yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna be blunt about this one, like the, the doggies have been poor over the last couple of weeks, probably even a little bit more than that. But some of their just their efforts, mate, they're lacking in effort. I think they're all looking for the end of the season now. Um, have been for a fortnight's time. Um so I think Titans.
0: Yeah, mate, I, um, I think the Titans as well. I, I, the, the really disappointing thing about the Bulldogs is, look, I didn't expect them to make the eight. I didn't expect them to set the world alight, but I did expect at least at some points in the year, we would see it click at least for 80 minutes or a few times 80 minutes. And unfortunately, there's not really a single game that I can point to for the Bulldogs and say the whole team played as good as we know they can play. Yeah. And that's Even, the worrying thing.
1: Even towards the end of the year, mate, when they got some of their big-name big, big name players back, mm. like it just didn't seem to change.
0: I mean, you could argue it's gotten worse, mm. which is yes, su- like seriously alarming, seriously alarming. So, look, I think that it's good that Serraldo is extremely strong in his message, at, at the very least, if you're at mm-hmm. that club now. Whether you agree or disagree, whether he's right or he's wrong, you know exactly what you're walking into next year. So you make the choice. Do you want to be a part of this or not? Um, that's a positive. Yes. For the Titans, disappointing mm-hmm. end to the year for sure. But I do think that they definitely have made progress this season as a squad, um, especially with such a young forward pack um, heading into next year. Yeah, yeah. they
1: haven't um, haven't won for a month. But um, if they take that attitude they had last week, so with 15 to go, right, 15 to go against Melbourne, they were down by two points. Yeah. And then Melbourne got three consecutive tries, sort of like bang, 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 and it blew the score out a bit. But they were they were there. Yeah. And they were competing um, and it was a Storm in Melbourne and they were up for that one. They wanted to win that one. So take that same attitude again into this one and they may finish their season with with a victory.
0: Now, huge, huge game. Sharkies versus the Raiders. Nico Hines returns at halfback. Trindle moves to 5'8", which I'm assuming Matty Moylan will drop out of the side. Raiders team news. Papali'i and Corey Horsburgh are both out. Papali'i out for the season with a bicep surgery. Uh, Emre Gula starts at prop. Solo joins the bench. What do you reckon Smithy? Massive
1: game. Ooh. Huge game. Sharkies, well they they just need the victory. Mm. Um well both just need the victory really to, to confirm a spot in the finals. Um Yeah, big big outs. Josh Papalii and Corey Horsbrough. Horsbrough of course suspended. Um, and Nico Hines back, so I'm leaning Sharkies here. I'm leaning Sharkies, but again, like you just, I don't know. Canberra, what's Sticky up to this week? He's had a run-in with a cameraman. He's going to be a little bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's he doing there, by oh, the way? Wow! Wow! Anyway, um, so you just don't know, but you know what? I, I think Cronulla. I think Cronulla. So, which means though. So if Canberra lose, Cowboys win. Cowboys win,
0: and Roosters either win.
1: either Roosters or South will win. Yep, one of them have to win. The Raiders are gone.
0: Oh, because if they because draw. of for and yeah. against. Yeah, yeah.
1: That that like they're mo- at the moment at the moment they they are negative one hundred and nineteen. Oh. Negative one hundred and nineteen.
0: I think it's the worst in the well at least in the NRL era the worst for and against that a top eight side has ever had.
1: The next closest to them, right, is the Titans, negative one hundred and thirty, and they're thirteenth. Wow! And wow. currently, Raiders are in the top eight, so it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's just you got to win. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, have to win. You cannot rely on those results below you mm. um, because either way, right, either way, Roosters or Rabbits, if they win, they're gonna they're gonna go past you. If you don't win, mm. and then possibly North Queensland, if they if they jag one against Penrith, mm. let's say the Broncos win. Let's talk scenarios. Okay. Let's say the Broncos win. And then all of a sudden, Ivan has a change of heart and goes, nah, you're out, you're out, you're out. We're resting. We can't win the minor premiership. Oof. Then all of a sudden, the Cowboys are a chance, mate. Could you imagine?
0: Could oh. you imagine?
1: And then you are what? You're the last game of the weekend. <laughs> and you're sitting there all weekend going, oh, no. No. <laughs>
0: We have to win now. Oh my god, the pressure, the pressure. Oh yuck! I'm going Sharkies. Do you think the Sharkies are carrying Maddie Moylan at 17 because Hines is still a bit touch and go? Uh big chance. Mm. Yep, yep, big chance. So, do you think that is it? I guess a worry that Hines is playing oh, before they
1: absolutely, they're... yeah, absolutely concerning. Yeah, but I think they want some minutes in him um, just to get through this, and hopefully you know they want him to get through the 80 and play well and get a win. But, yeah, I reckon that might be the case.
0: All righty, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we get our final tips for round 27, and we share our special.